Happy Friday, folks, and welcome back to the Aftertime, an NBA gambling show brought to you by two professional gambling brothers and sponsored by no one. My name is Ryan, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother Ronan. Please sponsor us, someone. Someone, anyone. I'll take anything. It doesn't have to be a bookie. Just someone we'll sponsor dress us. dress up and stuff. Like, honestly, we have no shame whatsoever. Like Nike or Adidas. If we could get a clothing <laughs> brand, that would be good. Yeah, that would be sick. Or that mad uh, Chinese brand that sponsored... Austin Reeves from the Lakers. Did you see it? What are they called? They called it like No War something. Oh, I didn't see that one. His his new shoes are called like the No War (laughs) 7s. Because didn't Dwayne Wade used to be sponsored by a Chinese shoe brand? I can't remember. And Clay Thompson too. Was he? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember their name. That's big, yeah. I don't want to guess it because it'll sound racist if I guess it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not even going to go there. You keep that one to yourself. Sorry to our Chinese listeners, but I can't remember the name of the brand. All two of them. (laughs) Well, I've looked at the data. There are some foreign listeners we've got one listener in Uganda who seems to tune in every week shout out McGee shout out my our friend Ryan McGee probably is him a decent following in America and yeah. a couple uh, of Canadians Australia. Belgium Belgium yeah there's some in Belgium uh, Spain too there we go we're worldwide mostly, mostly UK and Ireland yeah so. so we'll take international sponsorships is what we're saying yeah but firstly I think we need to conquer the UK specifically so we can get on to Sky Sports yeah, like we, well, last yeah. Week. we had a good response about that last week actually quite a lot of our listeners reached out to us and said yes they would in fact like the after time to take over the Sky Sports job and it's not just us that thinks those boys are no no boys. definitely not so yeah Sky maybe Sky could sponsor us that way yeah and just a wee heads up as well this is not our first go at the this week's episode because we got about 10 minutes in before I realised that I sounded like I was in another room and drowning underwater while I was speaking so some technical difficulties but it just means this should be a bit more polished yeah technical difficulties for the first time ever I mm. think yeah it was a pain in the hole we had it too to good for too long and I just started bleeding too randomly so there's something else but he's powering through yeah we've got a lot to talk about today um, first it, day, I want to get my complaint out of the way okay go I'm for tired. it tired Oh god, yeah, forgot about We've this. We've already done this bit already, but yeah. I'm, t- I'm tired. Ronan's very tired, and he likes to let me know. I'm complaining about it. I'm on day twenty of my thirty day five k day challenge. I'm raising money for charity. If you haven't donated, please, How much have you raised? please consider do so. I think we've raised about a thousand and sixty quid. Fair play, which I'm I'm very happy with. So I'm gonna post about it a couple more times before it's over. Um, yeah, I'm gonna just piggyback off that and steal his thunder. But I too am raising money for charity because I have signed up for the Edinburgh Marathon at the end of May, and. Ronan just decided to do this run thing out of the blue. Well, I didn't know he was going to do it, and he posted about it around about the same day I was planning on starting my charity campaign, so I had to delay it until uh, payday of the end of April, so I've waited till now. But yes, I also have a Just Given page. Uh, you can search it on my Instagram if you follow there. And I'll, I'll post it out on the, the Twitter account at some stage. Yeah, yeah. That was so, very smart of you to post it on payday. Oh, yeah you, have to, yeah, you have to wait. And also Friday, I'm thinking I'll post it again later when everyone's a bit blocked and feeling yeah, generous. Good idea. Well, if, if anyone's won a bit of money off any of our tips, please consider giving a couple of quid to the charitable causes that we're both running for. Speaking of which, Scotty Barnes was announced as NBA Rookie of the Year last yes, Saturday. Time to pat ourselves on the back. Yeah, well done. I posted about it. I'm looking at my Twitter here. On the 3rd of April, I said that Scotty Barnes was tipped at 3.7 this week and shortening, so get on it. I tipped him on the podcast that week at 3.7 odds, so I think it was about 2 to 1 by the time I posted that tweet. So mm-hmm. anyone who's backed that, well done. You've been paid out in a lot shorter time than I thought you'd be paid out. It's only took four weeks. Yeah, it was pretty great. Like we're Again, we'll, we'll always be fans of non-award show uh, awards. Yeah, back then we thought that we thought the award show was going to be taking place in what is it like end of June, which mm-hmm. is a fucking pain in the arse having to wait three months. But you only had to wait four weeks, which was brilliant. Same thing for anyone who followed our tip on Nikola Jokic to win MVP at two point two. I think I tipped it at. So that should be getting announced. He's he has already won, but obviously he can't get paid out until the NBA announces who won. So that'll that'll be happening in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's like those bookies that wait until the division like has actually finished the last match has been played before paying you out when there's mathematically no way a team can lose a division. Which I've is had that argument with bookies. Very annoying. Every year for about six years, and it's like we can't settle till the the season's over. But why? They've already fucking won. Meanwhile, Ronan's scrounging about trying to get all his money back so we can start betting on uh, the playoffs. Yeah. Well, we'll get into. Who who we've backed for the outright from here? That's part uh, sort of third. If you look over to me and look at my to. mug, I'm drinking out of right now. Ryan's can... drinking out of a certain team's mug. It's about the third topic we've got today. We've got a bit to get into first. Just on the another thing on the awards, Jamarant won NBA Most Improved Player of the Year, and then proceeded to give it to his teammate Desmond Bain. Which like we've talked about this, and almost you could go if you went back and listened, you can see how this would happen because we were talking about how Jab was the whole time was like I don't want, he was calling Desmond Bain the most improved the whole year. We knew he was going to win it, and there were certain voters that were just going to pick him because he did improve so much. 
I actually find it hilarious. Like, I'm loving it because we bet on him, we won money, and also everyone's like, where the fuck did Jamrat win MIP? It's like, oh yeah, because he statistically was the most improved. He made the jump from... he Like, he wasn't an all-star player. He wasn't a superstar last year. People forget that because he was the second pick and because he's a high flyer, like, people thought he was this superstar that he is now. Yeah, how, can, how can Rookie of the Year win most improved player in his third year? It's a load of shit. It's because he improved. Like, yeah. just, do you know what I mean? Like, he made not... the hardest jump in the league, which is, like, borderline star. Remember, he wasn't an all-star last no. year. He only got... I think he got into the game on, like, an injury. Yeah. Because of injury. So, he made the jump from... Like what was it? What like eight, 19 points a game, eighteen points a game to twenty six points or a game. Twenty seven, yeah. Twenty seven. That's that's the hardest jump to make. To almost don't do that like all star starter, first team all NBA level yeah. player. Do you know fifth in the MVP voting for some people up until the end, up until Lucas started taking off in the season. Like it was a massive jump, and he was rightfully awarded MIP. Don't get me wrong, there were some other uh, really good contenders up there. Dejounte Murray was a bad beat on your end, but. Ja was a rightful winner and anyone who says he's, he isn't is just buying too much in the narrative like, yeah like, non- total yeah. nonsense he, he completely deserved it and again one of those tips where if we had started the podcast in like November oh you'd be flying yeah we'd be flying because you would have been able to get on in time obviously we started the podcast a few months after we got on those bets so yeah next year should be a bit a bit better for the yeah it'll year. be less after time me and more before time me <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you call it a tip a tip a tip that people can get on yeah, an actual, yeah, a useful tip. A tip that people hopefully did get on was the first round series ACA. I posted on the 16th of, of September, the 16th of April. The Bucks, the Heat, the Suns, the Celtics and the Grizzlies mm-hmm. all to win their series. So five selections, four of which have now won. Yeah. So on today's episode, we're going to get into that first. The four winning selections. Sorry, we'll, we'll, go, we'll start with the... The one selection that hasn't finished yet. Okay. So it's the Grizzlies to beat the Timberwolves, obviously. It's currently 3-1. Sorry, 3-2. 3-2 the, the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Game 6 is in Minnesota tonight, 2am. So I don't think I'll be able to stay up and watch it, but I'll watch it in the morning. Any predictions? Like, like not sadly, but worryingly, I, I, I'm i not full of confidence about the Grizzlies right now. They're making it more of a deal of this series than I thought they would. So... You know what? I'll go. I'll pick the Grizzlies just because I fucking want them to win. But um, I would not be surprised if the Timberwolves picked up another game here and sent it to seven. I feel the same way. I think game seven's the most likely scenario for me. It's been a weird series. It's like it's been one of the most fun ones to watch because the two teams are so young. They're both so stupid. They don't know like uh, it's, hectic. They, it's hectic. They don't. It, it looks like one of those times where you can just tell a lot of the players maybe haven't played a lot of playoff games and you know they're just hell for leather and. The whole the old meme that the game slows down in the playoffs is just not true for the series. The game is, in fact, sped up for these two teams. Yeah, which actually makes me think about looking forward even into the next couple of rounds. Whoever gets through, be very interesting to see how they adapt to a team like the Warriors or like if they get to the finals. Even you know if they somehow get through them, like the Suns or the Mavs, depending on what happens there. Like teams that can slow it down and have more of that sort of playoff style of basketball. Yeah, like the half court style. Yeah, slow. it'll be yeah. interesting to see. Like I think, I think don't get me wrong, both those teams more so the Grizzlies. I think can play that. Uh, you know, better half court offenses if they, but they're just they are just young running gunners and they're fun to watch. Yeah, so I I think hopefully I think the Grizzlies should do it. The the odds now I think they're like one point one six to win the series because they've got two two bites at the cherry. Mm-hmm. So a good way if you are on the ACA and like we are like i'm planning on setting up some lay orders on Betfair exchange in order to you know at really low odds so what you can do is you can hedge out if say in tonight's game if the grizzlies take like a fucking 20 or 30 point lead or they're winning by 10 with less than a minute left or something they'll go 1.01 on Betfair exchange so you know just in case of the absolute nonsense that can happen in today's nba you can just lay that on Betfair exchange and you can basically cover your bet for pennies for nothing yeah so Apart from that, that's the only game left. The Celtics beat the Nets 4-0. Yes. Was it a 4-0 series? Yeah, I think it was. I mean, don't get me wrong, the first one was close. The Nets kind of choked it away, right? Game one. The buzzer beater? Yeah, but, like, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but fuck me, like, the, the Celtics are such way, are so much more of a complete team than the Nets were. And the Nets had their avenue to success, but the Celtics nullified that so well, which was KD going ham. And he did in the last game, but it wasn't even like efficient KD 
torching the Celtics, it was like high volume KD just doing it because no one else would or could. I think he took over 30 shots, didn't he? Yeah, and it was it was like 13 for 31 or something. Yeah, it was one of those games where you could see the Celtics were happy to, to die, live and die by KD. Mm-hmm. But it, they've been so, so impressive in the first round. I think they've easily been the most impressive team out of any any team in the first yeah, round. I mean, the only team that swept, right? And they're, I just can't speak highly enough of them. I said it, on, said it last week. The team now that I'm have my highest sort of stake on in terms of the outright championship, and yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I can't pick a hole in, in them at all. I can't see a weakness. It's it's one of those things. It's it's been weird. It, this has been building up for a few years because the sort of the the stats geeks have loved the Celtics for ages. They've you know things like five thirty eight made them the favorite in the bubble. And yeah, I remember that, that. Was, bubble was twenty twenty, and even last year they had the Celtics as like more likely to win the NBA than the Bucks. Stats nerds are finally right. Yeah, they just so need a it, big enough it, sample size. They just needed the right coach. Yeah, maybe. Do you know because the team hasn't really changed that much? I was thinking this as well. I think you're right because the whole thing with the Celtics for the last couple of years has been like, look at this core, more or less, apart from call it Williams and and uh, Pritchard, sort of time. Right, he's been there for a few years now, but the core three. And then four, if you've got Horford before and after, they they kept surrounding Tatum, uh, Brown, and Smart with they were like we need a playmaking point guard, we need a playmaking point guard, and they had Kemba Walker, they had Gordon Hayward, they had Kerry Irving, they had Isaiah Thomas, they had like all these players they just kept bringing in and trying and didn't work, and then all of a sudden who was it after all? Marcus Smart. Yeah, he, it, tur- it turns out Jason Tatum needs the ball. Yeah, it, yeah, and it, like it just took those three clicking, and and since they have it, it just works so well. Like like I think they're still. So young, Tatum is. What is he like? Twenty. Uh, he was the twenty seventeen draft, and he spent one year in college. So five plus one on eighteen. I think he's like twenty four. Yeah, like and he and he is like scary good, like scary good on both ends. Well, yeah, I, I, I heard a few people this this week comparing him to KD, but then I don't think the KD comparison is the right one. I think he's more plays more like Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi, I was yeah, say. I think he plays more like a mixture of Kawhi Leonard, Paul George than 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 KD. Now I think Tatum at the minute is better than Paul George ever was. But Ooh, that's a spicy take. Oh yeah, easy. I mean, Paul George was. Uh, the he came third. Of the he year. came third in MVP. Yeah. Um, the year, who was it? Won it? Giannis. Yeah, Giannis defensive player of the year candidate too. Yeah, but I think <laughs> do you know. Here, here's the thing about this, right? Defensive player of the year candidate, Jason Tatum is a better defender than Marcus Smart on the best defensive team in the NBA. On the best defensive team in the NBA. So I have defensively, I have Time Lord as their most important defender, Tatum as their second most important defender, and Smart as their third. But for some reason, for narrative reasons, Marcus Smart became the defensive player of the year because yeah. he's the, you know, he's like the emotional leader of their defense versus who actually is the best defender. Ronan's saying this because he will never financially recover from this. No, I won't. I lost a fortune on that. But anyway, so no, I, I do, I do think Tatum is more of a Kawhi Leonard than a KD. Both obviously amazing players, but they are quite different. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think I also heard people debating is Tatum a top five player in the NBA at the minute, and I was kind of like, fuck, maybe. Would you argue if I was to say Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, Tatum, Luka as the five best players in the NBA right now? Well, no, because like the obvious argument is LeBron, KD, and Curry. Oh, fuck LeBron, he's too old. LeBron's LeBron's too old. If you can't, if you can't, if you can't do it as part of a team, I don't care. I like, I honestly don't care. No, the counterpoint would be Jokic, who's a two-time MVP, but I mean, his team made it to the playoffs. Yeah, know? with a worse surrounding cast yeah, than, so, than LeBron like, had. Yeah, so like, I, I. I don't care. I'm not one to normally jump on the empty stats train, but it's fucking empty stats with a run at the minute. No, I, fair enough. I don't care. Chasing the scoring title, do your thing, whatever, but I'm not putting you in my top five. Before this round, I would have had KD ahead of Tatum, no doubt. Now, oh, 100%. Now, I think the way the last two weeks went, I don't see how you could argue KD is KD's 34. No, I'm not I'm not fucking sounding his death now. I think KD is incredible. No, me either. Me either. And but absolutely, if you were to say, no, he's top five, he's better than... Do you know, I would listen to it and hear your argument and probably if you convince like give me enough good points I'd probably agree with you. But do you know, if you just called it like a tier it was it uh, Bill Simmons says the twenty top five players in the NBA yeah, or something yeah. like that. It um, it, it kinda changes every, every couple of weeks, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's all flavour of the month. Too. And it's yeah, what have you done for me lately? But lately Jason Tatum has looked the better player in the series in all four games. Yeah, marking the, their best player. You know, yeah, on eighty percent of possessions. It's hard to hard yeah. to argue with. Very very high on the. Celtics. We'll get on, we'll get on to the Celtics later. We're going to touch on them when we discuss the future, the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. But just to keep the recap going of round one, the next game I'd like to talk about. Well, we'll get this one out of the way because I do not do not like them at all. The Heat to beat the Hawks was part of the Aga easy enough. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much to say about that. Was there? The Hawks were kind of depressing, fizzled out. 
and kind of like we expected. And the they were only just, really there because the Cavs fucked it. Yeah, and the Heat, you know, dispatched them as easily as we kind of expected to. And yeah, I mean, has it changed your opinion of the Heat? Do you think no. any more or less of them? No, I, I don't think if they had a swept, it wouldn't have made a, a difference. It, you're not going to impress me by beating the Hawks 4-1. Now, Kyle Lowry missed a game and Jimmy Butler missed a game with knee tendonitis or something. Interesting. Yeah, which is interesting. a lot of All-Stars missing time in the playoffs already. Yeah, because you... Fair enough. Maybe because it's round one and they kind of know they had it wrapped up. If something small is a become, in authority is it becomes a bigger issue, they can rest them for a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it, but like it's the fucking playoffs. I don't think you set a playoff game unless it's something serious. Yeah, unless you just don't really respect your opponent as much as well. And to be fair, it worked because they ended up winning anyway. So four yeah. one, pretty easy. We side tangent as well is talking about uh, the amount of players getting injured again, which has been creeping up a lot in the last few years. I mean, it happens every year, but it's definitely, I know last year, even in the regular season, it was the most players that have ever played in an NBA regular season because so many games, the playoffs and all this. But if you think about it, one that jumped out to me, I was thinking about this the other day, was Chris Middleton. So he played last season and then had the shorter break in between. Sorry, before, there's two seasons ago, a shorter break into last season. And then last season, he went straight into the uh, Olympics. Right, yeah, yeah, and had the Olympics, and then straight into another eighty-two game season, and then into the, another playoffs. And because they won, they went the full whack in the playoffs last year. So there's no fucking wonder he's getting injured. I'm actually surprised he's the only buck that's like, not surprising. Yeah, not surprising. Yeah. So I know like him, Drew, and Giannis were all sort of out with injuries at the start of the season. Pat because Connaughton missed a lot yeah, of time. Oh, he broke. Yeah, he broke a finger. Though, so yeah, it was kind of different, but yeah, like they play too much basketball. They they absolutely do. It's actually insane for for anyone who doesn't even realize like like three or you know back to backs three games and four nights where you're flying around the country and all like a lot of people are like they're fucking professional sports players they just get paid millions of pounds they should just shut up and deal with it it's really fucking hard like no no like i'm running every day for 30 days and i'm complaining like fuck yeah. these boys are playing nba basketball and having to get on planes and fly for hours train every day lift weights every day get fucking battered on the court get every day get full of designer steroids mm, there's no like no wonder they do don't say get full of epo like do you know what I mean so it's like we well, fucking need, no wonder Vince Carter was taking paracetamol every day he was yeah. popping like 10 paracetamols a day yeah uh, yeah injecting all sorts of fucking painkillers in himself just to play matches but that's what they'll have to do but yeah that was just a wee tangent but something to look out for again because when we get around to talking about the Suns like there are some, some, some very questionable uh, things going on with their injuries too. Well, we'll talk about the Suns now. So the Suns were also part of the, the tip bet uh, to beat the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. 4-2. Was it closer than you thought it would have been? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now Devin Booker was out for one game? Two games? Two. Two games. And the Pelicans, we spoke about them. Uh, yeah, so uh, hands up my... Uh, let's just call it a bit of a... A long shot tip from a double for the Bucks. Well, the Pel- I'll call, we'll call it what... The podcast was originally going to be called. It was an outside shot, wasn't it? It was, oh yes, and the outside shot. I forgot about that. <laughs> what a terrible name. I thought it was a good name. You liked the outside shot, but I was actually in the shower and it just hit me. I was like, the aftertime, better. But yeah, so my outside shot uh, double fizzled out. The Pelicans actually give me a bit of hope, not going to lie. And then the, the Bulls just got depressingly bad. And also Caruso got a concussion and missed two games. So. And Zach Levine got injured too. Yeah, so I mean... I know he covered. Oh yeah, he was third, for the third time this season. Yeah, Jesus, God love him. But yeah, so the that you know didn't didn't pan out. But I will say the Pelicans impressed me and something to go off like what what we're looking at now, right? Yeah, right. Thank you, Suns. You did the job for us. You won. You 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 know take that off the accumulator. The first round uh, Alkawi tip. Even just the kind of short preview of of what that makes me think about for the next round and the following rounds after that is they just beat the Pelicans there by four points when Chris Paul didn't miss a shot Booker had to come back from a fucking hamstring injury probably earlier than he should have to play and the entire team shot like 60 40 100 shooting splits uh, and they won by four points against the 36 win Pelican team obviously the Pelicans are better than that record because they improved a lot as the season went on but like fuck me the what the the what if if Zion had a came back is just fresh in my mind like it, it you know, could have been really interesting but it is. It was not as impressive, or it didn't wouldn't fill me with confidence if I was a Suns backer, and that's the reason why I'm not a Suns backer. Yeah, if I was a Suns backer too, I'd be a wee bit worried after that first. Have you round. seen they're into the favourites for the title again? Are they? Yep. I on have... Bet for Exchange, they were four point four as of today when I last checked. I have the odds up. In Might be different on Bet three sixty five. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Actually, 
Yeah, Betfair Exchange, they've gone slight favourite. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about this in a, in a minute because yeah, yeah. I want to just finish the, the first round first mm-hmm. with your other selection for your outside shot was the Bulls to beat the Bucks, who ended up winning 4-1. Yeah, the Bucks had that wee whitey game where uh, they gave up, you know, the first game in the middle of the mist and, and, they, and they, they fucked it, but they just sort of, like Giannis just, he looked like he was coasting. He was on like 60% Giannis and he was just, did whatever he wanted, got in everywhere. Like, love the way he plays, the gravity he brings when he, like you're watching highlights. If he just drives into the paint and gets four bulls around him, just dishes out to Grayson Allen, who is just dropping nearly Automatic. 30 points a game. And like Pat Conley, and they were just raining down threes. It was vintage box of the last couple of years uh, against that Bulls team. And like I said last week, it should fill them with confidence. Um, actually, sorry, that was with the Warriors, but the Bucks as well. You got a nice 4-1, you know, you got a wee bit of pushback from the Bulls to make you have to work for it. And now they're probably, yeah, filled with confidence. And the only downside for them is Middleton, really, missing the Celtics series. Yeah, for me, the... I don't think this series was ever going to be particularly close. I don't think I think the Bulls couldn't have matched up any worse with the Bucks. Yeah, they have no size. They did with Giannis. No, you know the obvious way to defend Giannis is build your wall, which some teams have done quite well recently uh, in the last couple of years. Obviously, Giannis has improved so much now that the wall won't affect him as much because he can shoot. Big now. gyro stepping around everyone. Yeah, through, and like. he can shoot. So I think we're what we're going to see in the next round. Bit of a preview for the next section. We're going to see a really big Celtics lineup. Mm-hmm. who can all rebound yeah it's it's just the opposite of the Bulls you know yeah. the Bulls are they match up far better they match up yeah it's a completely different matchup so I wouldn't I wouldn't sort of look into the, the 4-1 and the games they won they all won by 20 do you know it was yeah. pretty it, was, it wasn't close it was textbook box like. how did they fucking lose my 4-0 correct score bet yeah. how did they lose they lost a home game yeah, I think they're. I think they they had a terrible. They lost game two. They shot terribly, and it just you know you the Rosen just went off. You and win, yeah, you win all your fucking the so games you win by twenty, and then lose a game. We'll look back on you know like next year. We're we talking. Remember the fucking box fucked Rosen four 0 Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, typical. Yeah, but then apart from that, then so that was the accumulator, and then there was two other series we'll quickly touch on. But firstly, the Sixers versus the Raptors. So what what were you know anything really jumping out to you about that series? Yeah. I really, really thought the Sixers were going to become the first team to blow a 3-0 lead. Oh, did you have the hope? I had the hope. I I watched the, what was it, Game 6 last night? Mm -hmm. I watched Game 6 last night, and it was pretty close for the first quarter. Uh, And then the Sixers just started to pull away. I think the Raptors, obviously Fred Van Vliet was injured and missed missed the series. Yeah, pretty 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 rough injury luck for them too. Yeah, and I've been a big Sixers hater. I am a big Sixers hater. Um, (laughs) I don't make any apologies about that. I really, really don't enjoy watching them play. But to be fair to them, 4-2 against a Raptors team that I actually do quite rate. I kind of have to give them some props for that one. I think that was a, a quite a good a good result for them. I, I thought it would be closer. Like I said, I thought they'd blow the lead, given Doc Rivers' history and James Harden's history. But 4-2, I, I, do, I think I have to move them up my rankings a wee bit. It's kind of like a 4-2 that gives you a bit more confidence in them because of the way it happened. You know, like they give up the two games, you know. That you didn't really think people didn't think it was going to happen, so they came back from adversity, and you know it's kind of good to see if you are, if you're high on them. Yeah, exactly. Fair play to them. Yeah, the next series against Miami, fuck, I will have to force myself to watch that. But yeah. that's the series we're going to spend the least amount of time talking about in in a couple of minutes. Because hundred percent, I could, I don't care who wins that. Two least likable teams remain in the playoffs. Easy. Yeah, I don't, it isn't even close. Yeah, they're in a tier of their own. Okay, so... Think. No, yeah, they're in a complete tier of their own. Fuck yeah. them. So, the Warriors, final series then? Warriors, Nuggets. Was the last series in the first round we haven't talked about. Oh, They weren't the in the Aka. Yeah. I didn't have the Warriors in the Aka. No, I completely regret not having them in instead of the Grizzlies because what a piss take that was. Yeah, I think... Yeah, again, hindsight, the Warriors was... Yeah, yeah, like it's one of those things you realize the more you, you think about it, the the Nuggets don't have any NBA players. No, outside of Jokic. Yeah, Aaron Gordon's okay. Monte Morris is okay, but a load of role, mo- uh, role models. Role models. <laughs> a load of role players. They do have a lot of role models too. But yeah. there's fair play for for battling all season. Yeah, Jokic is a great role model, yeah. kids. But no, a load of role players and. I th- yeah, the Warriors were just what an easy bet. Like they are just playoff. They created for the playoffs. You know what I mean? And yeah. the, the Nuggets were just. Like the last couple of games were close. They they did lose one. They don't get fought. They fought back. Yeah, and I mean it's it's hard to sweep Denver because they obviously have such a big home court advantage that it's not surprising the teams drop games there. Do you know all season? Yeah. The Denver always have a good home record, just the altitude. So, yeah, not totally surprised that they dropped the game. Now I remember saying I think we were talking about it last week. There was a night the Warriors lost in Denver, and I think the Suns might have won. 
and I was like, I was, well, do I regret betting on the Warriors? It's like, are they going to win? They're going to drift One playoff game can just fuck with your head so much. Like that Bulls one. And then all of a sudden it's like four nights, or not, it's like a week later and you're like, oh, well, I'm an idiot. Why did I overreact? Yeah, it really can. We're just here to overreact. That's basically what betting on the NBA is. So, yeah, it was one of those ones where they went, I think they were 3-0, 2-0 up and flying. They went in from like 6.75. I backed them at 6.75 for the outright. Then they went into 4.5 and I was like, Jesus, that's a big, big shorten. Then they lost the game and I was like, oh fuck, what have I done? I've thrown money away. You just sometimes in the playoffs, you need to take a minute and like no team is going to win every game. Even yeah. the best team of all time, the 2017 Warriors, didn't win every game. Was that the 4-1 Spurs? Was the four, no, 4-1. Did they swept the Cavs in the finals? Who did they lose to? Yeah, the Spurs maybe. The Spurs in the first, yeah, round. In the first round. Yeah, yeah. and I, we were massive on 4-0 and they, yeah. they dropped that game. It was like just one of those shambles games where everything goes wrong for them. Yeah, it was but, 2018 then they swept the Cavs in the... No, 2017 they lost the game in the finals to the Cavs. Oh yeah, true. And 2018 they swept them. Yeah, the, it's kind of like if you ever bet on golf and your your player's like four shots back on like a Friday and you start just whiting and betting on the leader. It's like there's so much left to play, like don't worry. So yeah, you need to you need to give yourself a bit of a break in terms of uh, in terms of that with the playoffs. But Well what I've done is actually I've just gone and back the Celtics. So I try and cover myself. Yeah, so if you just bet on everyone then, you know, you can't lose. Exactly. Yeah. So the final final uh matchup that we haven't talked about yet that we didn't actually bet on was the Dallas Mavericks versus the Utah Jazz. So for a series that we didn't bet on and haven't really focused that much on, I think it's maybe, sneaky, a really, really important one for the rest of the playoffs, obviously in the Western Conference. Do you think the Mavs can get to the Western Conference Finals? Um, finals? No. I think I think they're in danger of becoming a hipster pick. Really? Yeah, I think the Suns have too much for them. I really okay. do. I think it's going to be a case of, yeah, fair enough, the Mavs look quite good against the Jazz. I get it, but I rate the Jazz so, so lowly that it really doesn't surprise me that they won 4-2, even without Luka for, for a couple of games. Yeah. It, it's not that surprising. I think the difference in class from playing the Jazz to playing the Suns is going to be really evident. The Suns have completely, defensively, it is night and day. The, the, the Mavs are going to be going from playing the worst team in the playoffs defensively to playing probably the second best yeah. of, the, of the remaining teams. Plus, offensively, the Suns, on paper, aren't as good as the Jazz. Yeah. But... You know, the game isn't played on paper. The Jazz, yeah, like that Jazz defense made like I was watching, watching the games. Like it made Jalen Brunson look like prime fucking Allen Iverson. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and don't get me wrong, he actually looks fucking great. But then again, it is against the Jazz. He was torching Rudy Gobert. He's a good player, but he's not as good. I a mean, match up against looks. the Suns, and you know you've got what uh, Michael Bridges probably be on Luca, right? Yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah, yeah. like Chris Paul. Although yeah, Chris Paul's getting a bit older. Like no, nobody can guard Luca put it that way no no one can guard look at one on one but you have to think about the rest of the team and when you compare and when, he's, when they're switching he's getting switched on to Aiton and Aiton's going to be obviously a bit quicker on his feet than yeah the, the, the problem the Jazz had was their four defenders in the perimeter are four of the worst perimeter defenders in the playoffs so no matter who Luka no, no matter who was guarding Luka he could take them one on one so they had to send double teams and every time he sent double teams it's such an easy pass to an open three yeah. so if the, if, the, if the Mavs were shooting average from three they're going to score so many points yeah and the I know you know they held them the uh, quite a low number that's that Mavericks defense is really impressive too so that'll, that'll get them a decent way and I you know I think they have they just don't have the meat you know there they don't they have a they have like the bare bones of a good playoff team but they need they need to strengthen but in terms of what I think or what that's made me think about that jazz team first of all they're going to blow it up yeah I, it's over yeah they're going to blow it up like see watching it was actually quite sad watching like Donovan Mitchell like you know, hooking someone in the outside, driving in, and then the like, Gobert's just standing there and he just runs in the amount of time. It wasn't even screening for him. It was like the opposite. He almost just, it looked like he was trying to defend Mitchell just because he kept running into him and they looked so uncomfortable and like, there's just no chemistry there. No, so, some players just don't gel together. Yeah. And it's, it's a funny one because offensively, like the Jazz had the best offensive rating in the NBA this year. So like, the, it's, it worked regular season yeah. wise anyway. But defensively, it's it just doesn't work having like, all fucking basketball history interior defender Rudy Gobert that's fine but when the other four guys can't fucking keep anyone in front of him it's not going to work it just doesn't work so no surprise to me that it's it's going to come to an end I don't know where those two players are going to end up if it was me if I was Danny Inge I'd blow it all up just restart somewhere they don't even have any young players to restart with Yeah. so it's a bit dicey do you know run it back next year and you'll get knocked out in the first round again yeah, is, is anything going to change I, I'm 
I agree with you. So yeah, we'll 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 keep on in that sort of sense then, and we'll move on to the following round that they're going to be involved in, like we just started to speak about, is uh, the Mavericks versus the Suns. So first of all, uh, what are the odds? The Mavericks, the Suns, sorry, are favourites, one point three seven. Okay, the what Mavericks are, are three point two. Now the interesting thing about this is that was the same odds as the Mavericks Jazz. The because of the Luca injury, the Jazz were one point three seven. So obviously, looking back on it, that was completely completely mispriced. I think this is fair enough. Really? I, I can understand why the Suns aren't shorter because, you know, the injury issue, Chris Paul might have a hand issue with his left hand or is it a thumb? People point. People noticed that during uh, He didn't five. dribble the ball with his he left hand. He didn't dribble hand. the ball with his left hand at the second half of game five. So might, maybe something going on there. Has he injured that before? He did have a hand injury he before. Did I don't know what hand it was. Last year, maybe. But the obvious issue, the he bigger saved, issue. He staved this thing uh, his thumb on a on a ball like during the regular season or just before the play like I'm almost certain no like, no, that did happen yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I can't remember when exactly but no. the bigger issue obviously is the Booker injury yeah it's he looked okay last night but the problem is it's a muscle injury reoccurrence is the concern mm-hmm. especially in a series which could, I mean they got him back pretty quick I think it was less than 10 days he was out for a muscle injury is kind of tricky so in a series against the Mavericks which wouldn't surprise me if it went six games. Like that's a lot of games we put in on the body in another ten days, yeah. twelve days. And uh, and then again, like I'm I'm maybe a bit higher in the Mavericks than you are, but at the same time, Luca also was injured there too. So you know, injuries are such a it, it's quite shit that they're so prevalent and and like you know they have to factor in so much to your betting. Again, it can create value though if you're quick enough. But so again, keep an eye out for injury news. You know. Follow, oh yeah, the follow playoffs big, fucking hell yeah, follow the big boys follow big boys on Twitter and just honestly if people drop out you can be quite quick and you can beat the rookies and uncertain you know for to win playoff series or to win outright and then cash it later but, yeah do you know if you follow uh, Woj or Shams yeah. normally you have like half an hour at some bookies before they update their odds yeah I remember Coral used to be so slow yeah there was big um, and a couple of years ago what were the big playoff injuries we bet on there was one John Wall one year got injured in the playoffs for mm-hmm. the Wizards I remember backing against his team I remember that this was a cracking way to make money back in like 2016 2017 when bookies were a lot slower than they are now yeah you just wait for someone Isaiah Thomas at the Celtics maybe someone would get injured and then it would be like oh no I know Rajon Rondo got injured for the Chicago Bulls the year they were 3-1 up on the Celtics yes, they should have fuck. beat the Celtics that I year it was the year that. the Celtics got to the Western or the Eastern Finals and lost to the, the Cavs in 7 the year Tatum blocked LeBron I think it was that year mm-hmm. they were I think it was the 1 versus 8 or the 2 versus 7 seed and the Celtics couldn't cope with it was Jimmy Butler Dwayne Wade and Rondo Rondo fuck. and Rondo throwback. got injured and we made a fucking fortune back in the Celtics to come back and win because he was giving them so, so many problems during that series they couldn't uh, find it funny to say now but they couldn't deal with Rondo <laughs> playoff Rondo playoff then, Rondo was a thing but then it was twenty. It was a 2017 draft Tatum was taken in so it was the 2018 playoff so he was a lot better four years like, yeah. But, but yeah so definitely something to look out for um, in terms of injuries but yeah so predictions then for that series you're thinking 4-2 Suns 4-2 mm, four would have them winning on the road wouldn't it yeah no it wouldn't it would have oh no 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 let's just win all the- no no it would because of the, the if it goes 2-0 up at home and one each away that'll be 3 one. Oh god is it a in 5 4-1 4-1 maybe because uh, 4-2 would have the Suns winning on the road right because then 4-3 would be in Phoenix yeah yeah I'll go Suns in 5 I'm going mm, shit am I no uh, god this is tough my heart wants to pick Mavs in 7 but I'm going to go Suns in 7 instead I think they're going to push them and like I think oh, no, don't get me wrong if you look at regular season record this Suns team obviously has a lot better of a record than those Clippers teams that the Mavs were up against the last couple of years and went to seven games with twice. But I also think this Mavs team's better and more suited to the playoffs. So, and you got more experience in Luka. Yeah, I'm going to say Suns and seven. Suns and seven, fair enough. We'll stay in the West. And so as to not scud ourselves, we'll not assume that the Grizzlies beat the Timberwolves. No, because We will do be two predictions here. Yeah. We'll do the Warriors against the Grizzlies first. Sorry, we'll do Warriors against the Timberwolves first to give them their, their respect. Okay. You're just so, trying to win your bet. So the Warriors, as if what you what order you say this in affects hey, these Americans. I know basketball. the gambling gods well. Mm-hmm. I, I know them very well. I know not to piss them off. So Timberwolves first. Warriors, Wolves, predictions. 4-1. Think that, yeah, yeah. I think that's spot on. I, I, I honestly don't even think you really needed to, to think too hard about that one. The Warriors are just far more experienced 
far more playoff suited. They have all the tools that they like. Draymond is gonna make Cat's life hell. I was just gonna say that hell on earth. Like speaking about this the other day to you, the probably the player I would least like to play against in the NBA, Draymond Green. He not only does he just maul you, and he's obviously an incredible defender, but he just yaps nonstop, and he's also winning when he's doing it. And he knows what you're gonna do before you've even thought of it. Oh yeah, he's in your head, and he'll he'll know some weird weird things about Cat, and it's like. You know his family life or something, and he knows all your plays. Yeah, yeah. Before you do, so I think he'll he'll make Cat's life hell, and then I think they've got the bodies to defend. Do you know I could see Edwards going off in a couple of games, but even then, like I I just don't think they have the firepower to deal with the Warriors, and I think the Warriors will just will just grind them. And yeah, uh, yeah so I think four one. Funny enough, do you know Cat? Speaking of Cat's family, do you know his girlfriend is your girl Jordan Woods? She's. Kylie Jenner's ex-best friend who this is funny if the Wolves had have met the Bulls in the finals that would have been the most unlikely finals ever Cat would have been playing against Tristan Thompson for who plays for the Bulls at the minute yeah. who cheated on Courtney Kardashian with Jordan Woods Kylie's best friend and Jordan Woods is now going out with Cat. oh my god what a so bitch that would have been dramatic yeah. Yeah. that would have been NBA drama at its peak why 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 do you know this I watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians <laughs> on, on Sundays when I'm on This is all I wanted to get you to admit. I, it's a good hang, uh, hangover show on, what channel is it on? Not Dave, what's the other one? E? E, yeah. Is he yeah. still about? Yeah. yeah, it's on, literally it's on wall to wall. Fair. Well, okay, I didn't know that, but thanks. Now, yeah, now I know that. And I'm Well, here, here's another one. Um, what do you call the tall one? Uh, Chloe? No, uh, well, she is. Oh, it's Chloe, not Courtney. Sorry, Steph. I always get that mixed up. <laughs> uh, Kendall is going with Devin Booker too. Yeah, and oh, because Ben Simmons was used to be Ben Simmons, and now he's going out with my jammer. Yeah, so fair play to him. Anyway, back to the basketball. Yes, distracting me here. So the Grizzlies against the Warriors. Then, yeah, we both agree four one Warriors. Warriors T Wolves. T Wolves. Yeah, I would back the Warriors in that series. I think series odds at a guess the Warriors are probably going to be one point two. Two. I was just going to say one point two. Yeah, they're going in the ACA. Oh yeah, yeah, they'll go in. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, firstly, then series odds Warriors Grizzlies. What do you think? One point. Three what? seven. Oh, I'd be tempted to back the Grizzlies at one point three seven. Oh, if the Warriors are one point three seven, yeah, yeah. Grizzlies have home court. True, but I mean, have they impressed you against the Timberwolves? Mm. Could potentially go seven games and might not even fucking get through. Yeah, no, I agree, but or not, I agree. Fair enough. It's it's a tricky one because the Warriors, yeah, four one. But from watching the last couple of games, haven't been overly impressed. The first two games were, were good. Haven't been overly impressed with them in the last couple. And stylistically speaking, it's 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 an interesting one because the Warriors, obviously, older team, not as much youth. Jordan Poole's like the only really young player they have that will play very much. And then the Grizzlies are just fucking running gun. Here's the thing about the Grizzlies. Though. If you think about their defense matching up with this Warriors offense, like this Warriors offense is like created ground up to just fucking torch teams in the playoffs and they've done it for six years five years or whatever right so when they turn it up in the playoffs like this Grizzlies team are going to be chasing shadows I think like it's going to be they're, and they're all athletic and, and young but that can kind of against them I'm not I'm actually one of those people that's not, I don't really jump on the whole experience angle too much because like you know people eventually win when they're young like that happens they get older or whatever but they're inexperienced in terms of, I I just don't. I think the Warriors are just gonna scramble their heads on offense, like, and then defensively, I think they'll they'll do all right. I don't get me wrong. I the Grizzlies will put up a better fight than the rules. I think they're better. I could see that series being four two, um, I I, I maybe four three, but uh, I, like if I was to predict it, you know, I would pick four two Warriors. Well, I think it's it's gonna be one of those ones where I think we'll probably not see a lot of Stephen Adams. No, I can't imagine Stephen. Do you know when the Warriors play the lineup with Draymond at the five? They have to play Jaron Jackson at the five, who I think is an overrated defender now because he gets blocks and steals. Yeah, like and from from watching him, he 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 far too much to be far to be too like, foul happy out of position because he goes he goes for too many blocks and steals. Yeah, it's like if if you were to compare him, for example, like someone I think is similar, like Evan Mobley. Like Evan Mobley, if you compare them, Evan Mobley is a far better defender because he doesn't foul. And that is such an important part of the fan is being in the fucking game until the whistle's blown at the end. And Especially when he gets switched on the Jordan Poole and Steph Curry. Like, yeah. uh, good luck not fouling them. Oh, he's gonna, uh, he'll file out in at least two games. At well, least. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. So, yeah. 
matchup wise, yeah, Stephen Adams will probably only play whenever Looney plays. And yeah, I can then, see that. You know, yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I do, I, I, I rate the Grizzlies, but I, yeah, they've been quite unimpressive. I thought they would have handled the Timberwolves a bit easier than this. If even, get, if, even if it finishes four two. It's like, it won't have been that impressive. If it finishes 4-2, and then how it finishes 4-2, do you know, is it like a buzzer beater or whatever, what happens tonight? But they'll get they'll gain confidence again from that, especially if it's 4-2. If it's 4-3, they'll still be confident going to the next round, but maybe that's not, you know, it'll be in the back of their head. They didn't expect to get pushed that, so, that far. Serious prediction then? Yeah, I think 4-2 I think four Warriors. 4-2 Warriors? Yeah. Yeah, I can't... It's, I would, again, it's again one of those things where the Grizzlies have home court, so you don't really want to call it... 4-3 because that would mean the Warriors win on the road in Memphis in yeah. Game 7 I think I agree with you 4-2 Warriors I would put the yeah I would I would I would say 4-2 and I wouldn't be terribly surprised if it went 4-3 do you know what I mean but if it went to 7 games but at the same time I just think their heads will drop a bit once you know the Warriors just do Warriors things like I, I know we talk about experience and stuff before but it almost feels like I've seen this before with, you know, a oh, young up-and-coming team actually finally meets a playoff team, gets beat 4-2, and you're like, oh, that wasn't... It's that like very, welcome that to the playoff yeah, moment sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, no, that wasn't very surprising. Yeah. You know, fair play, you had a class season, but the Warriors are a better team and maybe deserve to go through. I could see that happening. So, yeah, yeah we'll move on to the East now. Let's get the, the fun one out of the way first. The Sixers against the Heat. The fun one, fuck I was waiting for you to start matching the Celtics. There. The, the Heat are... The Heat have home court, obviously, as the one seed. One against the four. The Heat are 1.58. Do you know what? Maybe it's a symptom of, of how little I care about the teams, but, like, I almost can't even... I can't price... I, yeah, I think that's fair enough. Like, what? I think maybe, like, 1.7 would be would be more accurate to what I think. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't 1. argue. 1.7 or 8. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with you there. 1.8 would be quite long, you know. Well, no, would it? Cuz the Sixers have been I was going to say more impressive than the Heat in the first round, but they had to play a much harder opponent. I'll give them that. Yeah. And fair play for not getting reverse swept. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I know they won like the memes would have been fucking great. Yeah, if they, they won in 6 and just Crying like, and just like, would have been everywhere. <laughs> just like we said earlier. They have to get a bit of credit for not blowing a three 0 lead whenever all the pressure is on to blow it, and they went to Toronto one by thirty. Yeah, if you look at like the the way people were speaking and and uh, you know about the Sixers and like oh my god they're gonna get reverse swept and they're going through with the same record as the Suns did against Pelicans in in that series four two. Do you know what I mean? And it's like well four two technically is a comfortable sort of enough exit for like you know way to leave the first round. So yeah, I think not the overblow. The Sixers struggles against the Raptors, but I just think like Harden and Embiid is, is is the Sixers. That's it, right? Like Tobias Harris actually had a couple of good games. He played well in the playoffs so far. Don't really see that happening against the Heat. I think they have the bodies to nullify people like Maxi. Maxi, yeah, true. Do you know Maxi has been it has been really impressive. And if you think about the the Heat's. We'll talk about the matchup, right? So we'll go through, actually go through one to five because you know it's something that I'm quite interested in. So uh, who be guarding Maxi? Uh, Kyle Lowry. Can Kyle Lowry keep no, up with him? Well, this is the thing I was going to get on to. Do you remember towards the end of the regular season there was a game? I think it was Sixers Heat. Remember Tyler Hero got scored on for like the last for yeah, ten possessions. They in just a row. hunted him. I'm almost certain it was the Sixers, wasn't it? I, yeah, it was. they hunted him every play. So. That is going to happen again. Yeah, Hero, 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 how the fuck you say it, and Duncan Robinson give up the most points per possession in the NBA in pick and rolls. So, so it wouldn't surprise me if they both become unplayable. Yeah, like obviously they'll they'll try and match up, they'll try and play them in like bench minutes or whatever, like where they can, just because like Hero's such an important scoring presence for them. But, you know, Robinson's been getting less time and your man, uh, Max Struess has been playing instead, so maybe a, a different body to throw at someone and not as uh, much of a liability. Yeah, uh, it's a tricky one because... Hero provides so much of their offense, and if you can't play him in the fourth quarter, that changes a lot. Well, here's the thing: Oladipo's been playing, and he's actually been playing quite well. Yeah, what's he like on the defensive end? Well, you'd Im- I don't know. You'd imagine he'd lost a bit of a step, mm-hmm. but even though he's had a lot of injuries to deal with, but I don't know. Would they put him on? Like I know, like in my head, he like he has more of a, a, a burst than fucking Kyle Lowry does. You know, nowadays anyway. Kyle Lowry's always been a good defender, but he yeah, is a he's good defender. Older. But it's like, can he keep? fucking Terry Smacks in front of him I don't, no, I I don't, don't think, think anyone can I don't think anyone, yeah, can, don't think anyone can yeah but, yeah. but then who, guard, who guards James Harden Jimmy Butler Butler and then who guards Tobias Harris PJ Tucker or and you put Bam on yeah Embiid. I mean Butler yeah and then Bam on Embiid we'll go backwards so it's 
Bam and Embiid is the centre matchup. Mm-hmm. Power forward would be Tobias Harris and yeah, PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker, and then Jimmy Butler. I mean, and Harden. Yeah, PJ Tucker, who did a number on KD, like a decent number on KD last year in the playoffs. So I mean, I don't think he's gonna have too much trouble with Tobias Harris. No, I don't think so either. And um, Butler on Harden, the way Harden's looked, he had a decent game last night. But you know, I don't think there's anyone. Yeah, I, I just think. Do you know what? Thinking about it in this way, there are avenues for the Sixers definitely to 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 win games and to you know think uh, there's ways they can play and there's uh, things they can run that'll they'll get success against this Heat team, but Spo is a far better coach than Doc Rivers, and they are a deeper team than the Sixers are, and I think they'll. It's not similar because Embiid and Giannis don't play the exact same, but they'll they'll throw some sort of wall at you know Embiid and sort of Maxi crashing into the double paint. teams, double and teams. And they'll zones. throw all sorts. Yeah, like they they defensively they have a lot of options. So it's almost like Nick Nurse, but with a better roster. Do you know Spo and Nick Nurse are quite similar, and that they're not scared to throw zones out. No, yeah, they'll do to, they'll do some weird stuff. Box and ones. Yeah, they're not scared to do wonky defenses. Do you know? But he's got a deeper, better team. Yeah, and more experienced team too. And a more sort of traditional build of a team. Yeah. And the Raptors are just weird long boys, but yeah. the 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 Heat have that, you know, yeah, more traditional. So, in thinking like with all that considered, and the Heat obviously have home court because they were the first seed. I, I think the Heat, I think the Heat will take that four two, and again, same thing. It's like it's easy to cover yourself. Wouldn't be surprised if we went four three. But do you know what? I'd actually be. More surprised if it went four three than four one. Yeah. Do you know? I think I think the Heat will have the Sixers number and uh, the Sixers. You know, strengthen the offseason again, move some things around and build around that big three of Maxi, Harden, and Embiid, and they'll have another season to play. Because again, don't forget, Harden and Embiid have played together for like what a month and a half, two or well, a couple of months, sorry. Yeah, two months. So you yeah. think it'll be four two with the Sixers getting booed out of their own arena if they lose? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I'll go four three. I I'm gonna give the Sixers a bit of credit here. I think they're. I wouldn't surprise me if they won a game in Miami. Do you know this would be one of those series where teams don't hold serve? Do you know Sixers can pick one up in Miami? Wouldn't surprise me then if the Heat pick up a game in Philly. Yeah, I mean they'd have a game. Like their offense can be a bit clunky sometimes. The Heat and like Butler's been Butler's been good in the playoffs. Butler's been, been, been good. Yeah, yeah no, I, yeah, I'm happy enough to go four three. I think it'll be pretty. Close. Okay, but we're we both we're both picking the Heat, right? Yeah, both picking the Heat. And now on to the actual good one. Okay, so who are we talking about? The Celtics. Can I sum up? My feelings on this. Go for it. Well, actually, I won't sum it up. I'll let someone else do it for me. Who's going to win it? The Celtics. Because there's no other reason why. The Celtics are the balls. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, the Celtics are the balls. The Celtics are the balls. They are the balls. I am so fucking high on them. I'm not afraid to admit it. Drinking from my Celtics mug. Going to dig around my cupboard, find me old Celtics jersey, Celtics hats, whatever. I'm, I'm full steam ahead. I'm on the train. Okay. They're 1.47. To beat the Bucks, they're going in the ACA. We'll we'll talk about the Celtics' future after we cover this round. But for this round specifically, one point four seven, the bookies think it's, you know, that's what's that the second shortest? Yeah, they have them in between the Suns and the Heat in terms of series odds. Do you know, so they think the Celtics are less likely than the Suns to beat the Mavericks, but more likely than the Heat to beat the Sixers. Okay, probably fair enough because yeah. they've got the hardest opponent in the Bucks. Yeah, and my preseason pick to win the whole thing. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks didn't bet on them, but have been picking them all year. Mentioned it multiple times, but yeah. Well, what 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 do you think? So talk me through this series in terms of here's a here's a good way to look at it. Give me the argument for the Bucks and see see how strong of an argument you can make for the Bucks winning and what that would look like. Well, Giannis is the best player on the court. Yes, he's the best player in the world, and he will be the best player on the court. So they have the best player, which a lot of the time counts for a lot in the playoffs. So they've got that. I don't think anyone can guard Giannis. I was going to caveat that, but this is the box argument. I don't think anyone can guard Giannis, and whenever you have to start sending two people at him, you're leaving the likes of Grayson Allen open, who we saw this week can go seven for eight from three. He can get hot. Drew Holiday, big-time player, NBA champion. You know, the, the, the Bucks, they have the pieces there, except for Middleton, is now missing. And I find it hard to make the case for the Bucks here. Because even if Middleton was playing, I think the Celtics are rightful favourites at these odds. I think that they could arguably even be shorter now because of the Middleton news. Yeah. I, I like You've asked me to make the case for the Bucks, and there's not much to say because I just don't think it's there. That's kind of it, isn't it? Yeah. it's like They have the best player and that's it. But he is the type of player that 
has worked really well with Chris Middleton. Do you know, Giannis, as, as good as he is, sometimes... I hate this phrase, but he needs his closer. Do you know? Yeah, like, oh no, and it's happened time and time again. It has though. happened. I, I I hate it because obviously Giannis shown that he's having fifty points in the closer yeah. game. He doesn't need his fucking closer, but no. he he does need more good players around him. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And you're missing you know, an all-star. Sometimes when Giannis looks down and there was only one set of footprints in the sand, and it was Chris Middleton's footprints. <laughs> you know, he sick. thought he thought he was by himself, but no, Chris Middleton was carrying him. For fuck's sake! But do, do you know? <laughs> fuck's sake! But. But he needs more good players, and you're losing an all-star caliber player there. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And like you've seen it happen, where Giannis was getting walled off and getting frustrated, and well, more so when he was shooting worse the last couple of years. But it would go to Melvin in the ISO, that traditional playoff isolation player, and he's done it. And, and he's do it. always been amazing against Celtics. He has. He's he was mean, this. He. Do you know? I actually forgot about Celtics. That. Fandom. He's a Celtics killer. Like yeah, he, because he always plays well against the Celtics. So Celtics. He's a big Rangers fan. <laughs> Celtics fans are over the moon that Middleton's injured because they're almost more worried about him than Giannis the way he fucking plays because you know what you're going to get with Giannis yeah. Middleton will score 40 points on you and you'll be like fuck's sake and don't get me wrong like he'll still play well and I think he'll still be useful but Grayson Allen won't have as much of an impact in this series as he will with it against the Bulls no, I mean, you're talking two massively different teams yeah so to make the case for the Celtics like comparing the Celtics to the Bulls first of all defensively oh my god oh night and day different team like, like different levels yeah different levels amongst levels it is like I, I can't even describe it how, how, how much better the Celtics are in defence they're the best defence in the NBA and the Bulls are the worst yeah. in the playoffs yeah you know so uh, well maybe second the second Hawks. worst after the Hawks but yeah. you know the it, it's going to be completely different for the Bucks. they're not going to get all the like leaving Giannis one on one the Celtics will never leave Giannis one on one they no. always have help and they always have big bodies to put on them and if you think about like the, the, the ones that just immediately jumped to mind Horford always been one of those players that can do not a number on Giannis but he'll, he'll do his best effort and uh, Tice even Tice, you know, he, he's not the slowest Time Lord fit. Time Lord like fuck yeah and then and then, and then don't forget Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown so yeah. obviously Giannis is like he one on one shouldn't have trouble with players like that yeah but he's you, still like what what like here's a way to think about it what's he going to average for the series oh he's going to average 32 points a game do you think 30 yeah yeah, I think I think like high twenties. I think he'll average like twenty, twenty six, twenty seven points a game. Yeah, yeah, like he he's gonna get his, but the pro- the problem is there's no easy, there's no one that they can hunt out in the Celtics. Do you know? Do you know that against like the Suns last year, like if Giannis got who was it? Like Jay Crowder had couldn't if they got yeah. switched on to Giannis, or he Booker. was in trouble. Or Brooker, yeah. he's in trouble. But you go through the Celtics team, and yes, Giannis is shouldn't have any problem one on one with any of them. Yeah, but it's the problem is when you get help defense off a good. Defender, who's yeah, like you, yeah, or like say, say, say he gets switched on to Marcus Smart, and he like gets thrown into the post. Marcus Smart, who actually for his size is a great post defender, he's clever, he takes charges and stuff. So he'll be fucking annoying, like biting around the ankles, and then you have Jalen Brown coming over to swat at it, Al Horford just to back up and put a body on him. Hit him, him six nine. Yeah, you know. hit him huge. Like so, it's very different player from KD, but they'll hit him the same way. The Celtics hit KD, which was as he was just trying to get to his spots, they were just putting bodies on him, fucking bumping him out of the road, double teaming him, you know, sagging off, showing him a ton of different looks. They're all young, athletic, great defenders individually and as a team. So I think, and then they'll build the wall too. Well, this yeah. is what I was going to ask you. How do you think they'll handle Giannis? Because obviously with KD, they were quite happy for KD to get his, you know, let they, they guarded him one-on-one quite a lot. Mm-hmm. But versus Giannis, I don't know if that's the way you want to go. I think you want to go the way of the bulls in the bubble where it's like we're building a wall we're stopping Giannis and if the rest of the, the bulls in the bubble sorry the, the, heat, the, the heat in the, the bubble, heat bubble yeah. the heat when they beat the Bucks that year they're building a wall they're stopping Giannis and they're letting the rest of the team beat them they're going to let let the rest of the Bucks win I so, think that's what they're going to do and the problem is now there's no middle so they'll they'll, they'll be happy to, to watch you know they'll be like do you know what we're, we'll live with Pat Connington beating us by draining fucking eight threes in a game or Maybe not Grayson and Allen, they'll play him a bit higher up, but like... Bobby Portis. Yeah, like... You're, you're not going to help off but Don't get me wrong, like, oh, that Bucks team and that surrounding cast, like, with Drew Holiday and stuff, they, they, again, wouldn't be surprised if they if they did take a game or two because they have it in them. Do you know, they, they can go games where they shoot fucking 45% from three and they shoot a lot of threes too. So, and when that happens, then the Celtics have to react. That gives Giannis a bit more room. So, like, in no way is this a, an easy series at all. Like, the Bucks are a fucking terrifying opponent. But I just think the Celtics have everything in the Arsenal to deal with them. Yeah, I like you go you go through the rosters and I just I just have complete faith in the Celtics to win this. I think I was go- when you were talking there. I was thinking about what I would 
not price it, but you know, pick for the correct score. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like four three, four three, because they're both good teams. But then four two means the Celtics have to win on the road. Four one feels a bit disrespectful, to be honest. I mean, it? Milwaukee to give up a game on the road to the Bulls, there. Yeah, it's just it's just uh, in terms of likelihood. Yes, you know. statistically. So yeah, like score wise, I it's is it weird if I say four three. Because I'm just kind of like scared a wee bit of Giannis. No, I get it. Like, and like, you know, the, I don't think it's weird at all that you're giving the current fucking champions, you know, that much of a, you know, you're giving yeah, give them, them the respect. credit and respect, which they do deserve. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Celtics and six. I, I'm just so high on them. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking completely green pilled. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm on board, but. Uh, oh my god! I think I've said this about every series four two, but I wouldn't be surprised if it went four <laughs> three, uh, which is like the most cop idea way of saying it. But uh, my pick is four two uh, Celtics, but um, I'm gonna put them in the ACA too. Do you know, I'm I'm taking it all the way. Yeah, fair enough. I'll go four three Celtics. Yeah, but so, uh, but I'm fairly confident. So just to wrap up one more time. Who's gonna win? The Celtics, because there's no other reason why the Celtics are the balls. The Celtics are the balls. Okay, so that's round two preview done. Yeah. So we've got a new segment this week. I tweeted out, recording today, let us know if you have any listener questions. So I don't got like a, the new segment. So we've got a couple of listener questions for you. Ren, who's more of a disappointment, Ben Simmons for not playing in game four, or you for making your iron two degrees stronger than a normal set? Who said that? Sean O'Connor. Well, first of all, find a new slant, okay? Because Sean never fucks up about this, and uh, the irons aren't that strong. You know, just find a new slant, Sean. Not happy with that. Ben Simmons is the biggest disappointment, biggest disappointment in the NBA. So I think that's a pretty clear answer, and I think that's a, a stupid question from a stupid we'll, man. We'll leave that there. Niall Boyd asks, Celtic or Celtics? Fuck. I think I gotta go with Celtics. Really? It, well, he didn't ask who do you like more. And the Celtics are the balls, and I think they're gonna win the NBA, so Celtic are also the balls though. They're both true, the balls. But they were shite against Rangers last week. Mm, true. I know. Worried about Sunday. Yeah, mm, I'll go Celtics. Just for, uh, yeah, for I mean, I have more money on the line, so yeah, Celtics. I actually forgot to mention that I backed the Cel- I've backed the Celtics out, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot once again. I forgot to tweet about it. Yeah, this is a recurring Sorry. theme. That should be a recurring segment. What Ronan forgot to tweet about? <laughs> I backed them at five point five before the Middleton injury news was confirmed. We knew he was going to miss a bit of time, and then the news was confirmed yesterday. So they've been they've shortened into four point five. Yeah, so I, I think it's pretty easy to say we're both. Best outcome right now for the outright is Celtics yeah, winning. I've backed the Celtics and the Warriors. So yeah, if it's the Celtics Warriors final, I'm a happy boy. My top two, and if uh, the Suns win it, then you probably won't hear me again on the podcast. Yeah, sadly not. I have to get someone else in. Finally, Ram McGee asks: Is Trey Young a fraud? Can the Mavs win the West? And where is Mick Stag do going to be? Oh, three great questions. So uh, we'll tackle them one by one. Is Trey Young a fraud? No, I don't think he's a fraud. I think he's unbelievable, but uh, he just needs surrounded by the right team because he's a little boy and he can't defend anyone. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Can the Mavs win the West? Yes, I think so. Uh, yeah, I mm, fuck maybe not. Uh, I think they're know. so close. I think they're so close. I think give me give me like a competent, a more competent offensive big man, and a bit more depth, and I think they they have it. But okay, no, no, not this year. Okay, I'll, I'll say no as well. And where is Mick Stagdo going to be? So for this one, we've got a bit of news. Our other brother, who we've mentioned a few times in the podcast, got engaged to his lovely girlfriend Maeve yes. in Boston yesterday. Congratulations. Congrats to both of them. So Unlucky, but you have to side note it. First of all, he uh, he was getting a lot of grief. All the lads were saying he was going to propose at halftime in the Celtics game because they booked tickets to Game 5 of the Celtics Net Series, which, uh, as we now I know unfortunately didn't happen because the Celtics happened to sweep it because the Celtics are the balls and uh, so Mick wasn't, was pretty fuming about that I don't know I don't think he planned to do it at half court I don't know well they're going to go to game one of Celtics Bucks on Sunday so keep an eye out in the Jumbotron he might pop the question again he might make an appearance yeah so congratulations to them yeah and there is talk of myself and Ryan being joint best men co-best men Joint best man? Deputy and first, or best man and deputy, first man. First and deputy, first yeah, best man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough, we'll go with that. Yeah. And so we do need to plan a stag do. Need to plan a stag do and need to, yeah, need to figure out where we're going. Early doors, yeah, we've we've had some discussions. Depends if we're staying home or going abroad. This fucking theme of everybody going abroad for, it's just so fucking expensive. But do you know what you're, I think you're just figuring out because you're old, is that like, the this is what happens when you get old. People start to book a ton of weddings and it's when there's more than one. So now you're thinking of all the other ones coming up. You're like, fuck all the money and all the time away. If it was just this one wedding, if it was like, say yeah, they had it done this when they were like 23, you'd be like, fucking right, let's yeah, go to Spain. 
I, I think I've got four next year. Yeah. Not sure, whatever. I'm sure all the NBA winners will pay for it. Finally, I have another tip. Non-NBA related. Politics betting, we're getting back into it. Interesting. I love politics betting. Yeah, it's been, it's been good to us. It's one of those ones where, because it's not a sport, it's so different. And it's whenever you bet on elections and stuff like that, usually they take like a day or two to count up the votes. And it is agonizing watching all the coverage and watching it's the horrendous. Big, it, again, just a wee throwback, was the biggest, in terms of percentage of bankroll bet I've ever had, was betting on Joe Biden in the last election. Massive cert. Was it like, fuck, do you know what? We should save that for a story time because there's a lot to that, I bet. But just to sum it up, it was like the worst winner I've ever had in my life because I felt physically ill for like three days. It was the worst. Imagine the worst hangover you've ever had. Yeah. Times it by 10 and make it last three days. And cut your arms off. It was fucking brutal. It was horrible. It was awful. I didn't enjoy it one bit. It was my, I think it was one of my biggest bets ever. It was, the worst, bet, it was the worst best bet I've ever been on. Yeah, easy. Fuck it. That was one of the ones you look back on and you're not proud of. They're proud of it for winning, but you're like, I'm not proud of how I made myself fail for three days. Yeah, yeah. The, like, it wasn't nice. Yeah, it, it was but proper worrying. You're excited about politics, but... But I'm excited that. about this year, yeah. So, William Hill have Sinn Féin at 1.2 to win the most seats in the, the Northern Ireland election next mm-hmm. week. I think it's an absolute certainty. If you fancy 20% return on your investment... Wait, the 1.2? Yeah, they're 1.14 at like 10 bet and markets, but William Hill, for some reason, have decided to offer you... 20% return on investment. Throw that in every bet you do for the next... Yeah, whatever, if you can if you know. can throw it in your ackers, throw it in your singles, whatever. If they let you. Yeah, if they let you. If you don't and you just fancy, you know, if you have a thousand pound sitting around, get yourself down to William Hill if you want to make 200 quid. So that's my tip for that and hopefully we should know... Oh no, we won't know the result next podcast but hopefully we'll know it in two weeks. Yeah. So that's going to do us for today. Thanks everybody for listening. Get yourself down to William Hill, make yourselves 20% yeah. and we will see you next week. Yes, we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. Thank you.